0: Good morning. My name is Michael. I'm one of the pastors here at the church, and we're very excited to have you with us on this Sunday morning. It's an interesting video that we just watched about worship. We've seen it in here before. We've shown it in here before. Whether or not we've seen it uh, <laughs> remains, you know, for you to determine. But, man, I, I I dig it. I really, really like that video. And mainly, I, I really like it so much because It speaks so true to my heart and where I am about worship. Today we're doing things a little differently, as you may have already surmised. I'm first, the worship team is second. We never do it this way. We always do worship first and then I come on at the end. And some people like to come a little late into the worship time because they just want to hear the sermon more than they want to hear the worship. And we notice that and, you know, we're cool with that. Because you're coming and you're you're participating in worship with God in some form. But today we kind of wanted to switch things up a little bit. One, because we had an off Sunday and we didn't have anything else to do. But two, because we wanted to remind ourselves and even those of us who plan the worship and plan the services on Sundays remind ourselves how important that worship time is. And it, quite honestly, it's not the only time of worship that you come into this room. Every moment that you come into this room on a Sunday morning is a time of worship. The time that they get up from the time you walk in and somebody greets you and hands you something, that is a time of worship. They are worshiping you. They are worshiping God by serving God. From the moment you sit down to the time that we make our little announcements and tell you to turn to one another and say hi, that's worshiping God. You're doing it in the name of the Lord. And from the moment that they start playing Nando or whatever they start playing, from the music all throughout that, if we do some little video to the time I get up and I preach to the we send you out, it is a time of worship. And we don't always see it that way. A lot of times when somebody said, did you like the worship? They meant, did you like the music? Did you like the way that they were playing? Did you like the guitar today? Did you like, you know, every now and then we have Glenn who comes and he plays the electric guitar and he's the guy with the hair. You all know who I'm talking about now. Uh, you know, and Glenn comes and, and we get comments about Glenn when he comes. Some are negative, some are positive. You know, that guy was really distracting. Other people are like, wow. I mean, y'all are 930 people, so you don't get to experience the full force Glenn. Because at 11 o'clock, Glenn takes his hair out of the ponytail and it's just hanging down and he starts headbanging. Oh, yeah, he headbangs bangs with Jesus, and he leaves it all out there because he is into that worshiping of God. That's not all worship's about, though. Sometimes worship is just coming and sitting in God's presence. But How do we worship? You know, I, I really hope that you think, uh, that you don't think that when you walk in this room, this is the only time that worship will happen in your week. I, I really hope that when you leave here, your worship of God doesn't stop. When you leave this door, when you leave this room and you go throughout your life and your day and and everything that's going to happen to you during this week, I hope that worshiping God hasn't ceased. I, I hope that you haven't stopped worshiping the very God who went to the cross for you, who gave his life for you. You know, in that little video we just watched, it said, in your pain and in your suffering, when you're crying, you know, you, you can come to the cross in time of stress, in time of divorce. And we were watching it this morning. I said, natural disaster. You know, those are the times that we come to God and we say, God, just, you know, be with us. and be." But we should always be coming to the cross. Always be coming to the cross. In Colossians 3.23, Paul is writing and he says this. You don't have to open up because I'm just reading one verse work hard and chill cheerfully at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people do everything you do cheerfully and perfectly and, and excellently because you're doing it for God see that's the if you if you just read the first part of that you know whatever whistle while you work you can just go off and you know have a Disney holiday since we've been doing it all summer long if you read the second part of it do it because you're doing it for God. Doing it, do it because everything you do is worshiping God. You ever think about that? That everything you do in your day can be an expression of worship to God. Everything. Everything you do. Isn't that just a weird concept? Because the concept of worship that we have is coming on Sunday morning and, and letting Daryl and August lead us in some songs. That's worship. I mowed the lawn on Friday, and mowing the lawn at our house sometimes causes a little tension. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not because I don't mow it, you know, because I let it grow so long and everything. It's because when I mow the lawn, I take a long time doing it. I I hate yard work. I I just can't stand it. I I don't like, if you've ever seen any, you know, our yard, you're like, clearly, you don't like yard work, but I like mowing the lawn. I, I dig that. I get into that because it's that instant gratification, you know, and and, and I'm very precise about it. Uh, if you go after I mow a lawn, you will not see a blade of grass that is taller than any other. Because I just, te- you know, it, just, it is, I don't know what it is about it that I have, I don't know, I need to probably see somebody about this. But, I mean, I am, you know, when you make the turn, I don't just casually make the turn. It is military precision with which I whip around and go right back and I even cross you know I even overcut when we lived in California we had a, a different kind of grass than uh, than St Augustine and I could make designs as I mowed and I would do like a checkerboard pattern because of the way the blade of the grass was cut which direction it would either be a darker green or a lighter green I dug it you know I just got into that you know I was I heard somebody say when talking about this Colossians 3:23 one time that when you mow the lawn do it for the Lord And I was like, what? I mean, I get into mowing the lawn, and I like the way, you know, I just, maybe it's an OCD in me, but I do it for God. Okay, yeah. Not because somebody's going to drive down Edgewood and look at that lawn and go, oh, my gosh, Jesus Christ is my Savior. Look at that lawn. But if people know who I am and people see me and people see the way I live and I am not doing everything that I do for God, that's going to say something. I am a great, big, giant billboard for Christ. Not because I'm a pastor, but because I believe in him. Each and every person that believes in Jesus Christ is his representative on this earth, has been given the commission to go into the world and to make disciples of all nations. And because of that, you're his spokesperson Because of that, you are the one that people are looking to to see who God is. So when you're mowing the lawn, do it for God. When you're washing the dishes, do it for God. When you're at your job, do your job to such a wonderful level, not because you're trying to move ahead in your company, not because you're trying to impress your boss or your coworkers, but because you're doing it for the Lord. You know, God blessed me with this job, and so I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it with all that I have and all that I can because I worship God. Have you ever thought about things that way, doing everything you do to worship God? I mean everything you do to worship God. There's a church up in the Chicago area that, uh, kind of a big church, that uh, their pastor, Bill Hybels, um, made this comment one time about people that uh, put away music equipment. And he said that one of the things they stressed to them was this theory of excellence, was doing everything to this level of excellence. Not that everybody's going to be, you know, Jimi Hendrix, you know, up here and playing the guitar to that kind of level. But do it to the level that God has gifted you. Don't don't shortchange the worship that you are doing through playing the guitar, through taking one of these cables right here, and wrapping it you know rolling a cable is an art i don't know how many of you have ever done this rolled one of these cables but it is an art form and if you look at our cage in the back when everything's put up everything is labeled by how their length by everything and and they're wrapped tightly and neatly in place every week we don't have to do it that way they could just throw it in there and next week, they could get back, and they could take it all out and, and get plugged up and do everything that they do every week and But why not? Why not spend a little extra time and say, "God,' we're, you know we're serving you right now, and so we're going to do it the correct way. We're going to do it in a way that glorifies you, and sure, none of you know what the cage is that I'm even talking about, unless we want to get up and take a field trip back there. The worship team's sitting down back there, so something might be awkward. But everything you do, even the things that aren't seen, do to the glory of God. Here's why I think that's important. Because if you begin to see every act that you make during the day as an act of worship, it will change the way you look at people. It will change the way you look at the world. It will change the way you live your life. If you see yourself as worshiping God in everything you do, the moment I get in the car, I mean, if you've come here for any length of time, you know that that is when I express my frustrations to the world the most is when I'm driving. And if I see driving from one place to another as an act of worship, that I can serve someone else, maybe that will change the way I drive. Maybe that will change the way I react to people when I feel like they're not driving the way they should. Clearly they're not. Maybe it will change the way I treat God's children. Worshiping God is such a wonderful opportunity to give back to him. Say, God, thank you. Thank you for all that you have done for me. Thank you for all the blessings in my life. And look, my life hadn't been a rose garden. But God's been with me every time. Every moment, every step of the way, God is there. And what does he want from me? Thanks. Worship and praise. And not just on Sunday morning when the worship team is up here and they're playing and they're singing a the song all the time. Everything I do. God, I'm going to change this poopy diaper. And I'm going to do a great job at it because it's for you. Those of you with poopy diapers in your house right now are going, seriously? (laughs) That's not the first thing I think of when my 14-month-old son is screaming because he doesn't like to lay down on the changing table and he's throwing his little feet at you and they're really not that little anymore and he's trying to get off and, you know, there's a chance that poo is going to fly across the room and I'm a clean freak anyway and I don't like germs and so it's amazing that I don't wear surgical gloves when I'm doing this act. And yet... won't i look at my son differently if even in those moments i'm worshiping god that's what i think it's all about is is changing the way we live our lives i wrote something the other day um and it wasn't any good except for one line in it um that i that i really liked And I said, I think we have to be more like Jesus to be more like Jesus. And and what I meant was this. If our goal as Christians, if our goal as a believer in Christ is to be more like Christ, then let's be more like Christ. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and go, hey, I'm just like Jesus. Unless I begin to see how he lived his life unless I begin to read about his interactions with people, his interactions with God, his interaction with his family, his interactions with the world, and I begin to emulate that, then I can become more like him. I have to actually try before I can be. And I know that's not that big profound of a statement. quite honestly, how often do we wake up in the morning and say, I want to actually be like Christ today? I want, to, I want this day to be different for the glory of God. I want, by the time I get in bed this evening, to have changed the world because God has used me in some way. Through my job, through mowing the lawn, through changing a diaper, through paying for my coffee at a wonderful coffee shop on McCullough called The Foundry. Whatever it is, if you do it because God, if you do it for God, if you do it as worship, it'll change the world. The worship team is going to come back up, and we are going to worship. We are going to sing. And we are going to, they're going to play their instruments. And it's great to have them back after all of August off. And we're very excited to have them here and to worship. Here's the thing that I want you to do. One, worship. Worship. If you need to worship God today through this music and through this time by sitting down and holding your face in your hands because you're so overwhelmed with the state of your life, worship that way. At the cross, that song was playing. At the cross, we come. Come to the cross during this worship time. Come to the cross. Get on your knees if you have to. Come up to the altar if you need to do that. If you want to run up and down the aisle going, God, you rock, you are so awesome, do that. And I'm not going to tell you that people aren't going to look at you and go, what? We're in his fruit loops this morning. But isn't that their problem? If you want to hold your hands up, hold your hands up. If you want to clap, clap. If you want to jump up and down and sing at the top of your lungs, even though you couldn't find the correct note, do that. Worship God. And don't just do it during this time of music. Do it all day long. Do it all week long. Make your life about worshiping God. You might have noticed that There are some cots in the CLC, and it's not because my sermons have been getting so bad that we needed to bring them in. I'm sure you know that Hurricane Gustav is coming through the Gulf of Mexico, and it is projected to hit uh, on the west side of New Orleans, uh, to the west of New Orleans uh, once again. And the people on the coast are going to be greatly affected again. Katrina and Rita, the ladies of a few years ago, caught us off guard. They haven't this time. We have decided to open our church as a place of refuge for those who need to escape, Uh, specifically medically dependent people from the city of Beaumont. Um, (laughs) I learned something new today. I was like, Beaumont's on the coast? (laughs) Seriously? I didn't know that. Um, So maybe you learned something new also. Uh, So we will be, after the 11 o'clock service, putting the chairs up, taking the chairs outside, and setting up cots so that we can welcome our brothers and sisters, God's children who desperately need a place, a shelter. We have an incredible opportunity to worship God this week, to worship God through setting up a cot. To worship God through taking out trash, to worship God by serving a meal, to worship God just by sitting and listening to someone. So what we really need desperately are worshipers. We need people who want to worship Jesus this week by being here. There are, when you walked in, you might have noticed the little people in blue vests. They're not little people, the people in the little blue vests out there. And they are from the Baptist. Uh, some of them are from the Baptist Children Family, BCFS. I can't remember what that's Baptist Children Family, System Services. Thank you. Voice from above uh, or behind anyway. And uh, and then the others are our vol- some of our volunteers and one of our staff members. And and what they're doing is signing people up for four-hour shifts. We need, I believe, it's ten people per shift uh, to be here. Four-hour shifts, 24 hours a day from today at two o'clock when they are projected to arrive until thursday when they believe that they can go home we need a lot of people we need a lot of worshipers of christ to come and to help and to serve and to do it because god is gracious to us to do it because it is an act of worship by serving someone else so i just encourage you if i mean even if it's coming back After you go to Salcita and get a taco and come back after the 11 o'clock service and help set up the cots, we need help doing that. If it's staying later, if you are a night owl and you just want to stay overnight, you won't have to do any medical stuff. There will be trained doctors and nurses who will be here to take care of those medical needs. All you're here to do is to, to serve meals that are already prepared, to take out trash, and to be Christ to people who really need them. If you have questions about that, please go to the parlor and ask Carrie or any of the people in the blue vests. Um, and I just encourage you to really take hold of this worshiping God thing and, and maybe to step out of your box a little bit and to worship God through a way you never thought possible. But it's all for God's glory. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for being a God who is so gracious and loving that you have given us our freedom and our life through the death and resurrection of your Son. Lord, with such an incredible gift, help us to want to give back to you through acts of worship and not just singing and dancing, Lord, but through serving, through everything we do, every moment of our day, every act that we take, every word that we say, Lord, let it be for your glory. God, we thank you.